0: Welcome to episode 64 of the Montana Values podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about Montana's most popular place to die and the three stooges of the Montana legislature. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. So we're a little tardy with this podcast, Tammy, and it's because life happened and it happened to you. Do you want to tell us about it?
1: Oh, sure. You know, my uncle Tommy, he was a legislator in the state of Montana. He passed away from pancreatic cancer and he only had it for about a month. But he was my only uncle on that side of my family. He was my mom's only brother. And he and I weren't close, but we were unicorns in our family. We were both Republicans, descendant from Democrats. So we shared a lot in common. He actually quietly behind the scenes, which he... Did things in a much more quiet version than perhaps I do. I'm a little more mouthy than he was. He was responsible for a lot of different energy policies in the state of Montana. He's a petroleum engineer his entire life. He is a Montana Tech graduate, and he represented a portion of Billings in the House of Representatives in Montana. So anyway, uh, I think he was like 72. He passed away. And so we kind of were dealing with that. And then in the same week, my aunt, who I actually, in memoriam of both my aunt and my uncle Tommy, this podcast springs. My aunt passed away in the same week of a different kind of cancer on the other side of my family. So it was a double hitter. So I suppose if bad things come in threes, there might be a dog next or something like that. But my aunt Elsie was a psychiatric nurse her entire career. And like I said, she passed away too. So we just had some disruption kind of to our lives and as everyone does. So delayed this podcast, but we're back and we're ready to go.
0: My condolences to you and your family. Well,
1: thank you. All right, folks, in our last show, we talked about the Child and Family Services Division of the State Department of Health and Human Services and how it is in a shambles and has been for at least 10 years. How the turnover is huge, how the management sucks, and how every audit of the division for the past decade has repeated the same problems and findings and nothing has changed. And as of 2021, the result is Montana has more kids in the foster care system than any other state. And it's because of how the foster care system is run and who's running it. But nothing's changed. The legislature has done nothing. The department itself has done nothing except say, hey, yeah, we're working on it. And apparently, those empty promises are supposed to be good enough for Montana and its future. Well, the Child and Family Services Division isn't the only division in the department that is in a shambles. Nope. Turns out recent developments out of Warm Springs have the Montana State Hospital in hot water. For those of you that don't know, the Montana State Hospital in Warm Springs is the only state run psychiatric hospital in the state and provides psychiatric evaluation, treatment, and rehabilitation services to those Montanans with severe mental illness. And since the mental health system across the state was Defunded in 2017 in a showcase showdown between the then governor and the legislature, the pressure on the state hospital has been significant because that defunding in 2017 eviscerated the community mental health resources that kept lots of Montanans with mental health issues in their communities and therefore out of the state hospital. And since the defunding, which dismantled the community mental health system and caused the loss of all of those mental health jobs, the state just hasn't been able to put that system back together. You can throw a bunch of money at the issue and try to rebuild, but you are rebuilding from scratch because those Montana mental health professionals that lost their jobs in 2017 in that showcase showdown they didn't return when the funding was partially reestablished. So for anyone that thinks you will have community help to care for your loved one with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, yeah, you're basically out of luck. So just know this, Montana. The 2017 showcase showdown that resulted in defunding Montana's mental health treatment system caused otherwise functional and working Montanans with mental health issues to be left out in the cold with no support. So that choice by your state government created a disaster in Montana, and it's a disaster that we're still reeling from. So you would think, well, at least we can get our vulnerable people to... Warm Springs for treatment and stabilization so they can at least return to being safe and productive citizens after a stint at Warm Springs. Well, they can't. Think again, Montana. A state hospital is required to meet federal rules in order to obtain and maintain federal financial support. Those federal dollars come through the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, otherwise known as CMS. This is because most of our mentally infirm are Medicaid patients or Medicare patients. So this is one level of oversight of the state hospital through CMS. But CMS doesn't do its own oversight. It contracts with state departments of health to perform its surveys and oversight responsibilities. So remember that little factoid as we go along here. During a recent inspection of the state hospital at Warm Springs, The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said they found that the facility may be in immediate jeopardy. Immediate jeopardy means the government surveyors found the health and safety of patients are at risk for serious injury, serious harm, serious impairment, or death simply by being patients at the state hospital. So that's bad. But when that happens, what's worse is the money dries up. Yep. Federal reimbursements given to the state hospital could be taken away. CMS arrived at the facility in mid-February for another inspection after finding multiple deficiencies in an inspection that occurred last year. An initial survey was performed in September, but the findings of Jeopardy weren't made until February. So what does that tell you? Well, here's a straight skinny. In September, it was discovered that patient family members weren't notified of patient falls, and that violated the hospital's own policies. And the falls were frequent and injuries occurred, yet the patient's family members and decision makers weren't notified. According to an article by Seaborne Larson,
0: quote, an in-house investigation failed to determine if neglect played a role in a patient's death, and the in-house investigator discarded their records of the internal probe, Staffing levels were below the levels needed to prevent patients from falling, and inspectors found patients fell 113 times between June and August of 2021. Employees told inspectors staffing documentation was not accurate and did not list patients whose needs required one-on-one attention
1: from staff, end quote. So that's bad. But what's worse? Who do you think performed the inspection in September? Must have been the feds, right? It had to have been CMS because you can't have the same state department that runs the hospital surveying the hospital, right? Wouldn't that be the Fox Garden, the hen house? Yep. But in Montana, that's exactly how it's done. DPHHS, which operates the state hospital, conducted the federal inspection on behalf of CMS in September. So DPHHS just sent its report of itself to CMS. And what did CMS do? Rubber stamps it and approves the report and its findings despite a number of deficiencies cited in the report, including the failure by an in-house investigator to determine if negligence played a role in a patient's death. Here's an aside, folks. Why do you think the in-house investigator chose not to determine that the patient death was the result of negligence? Hmm, might it be that finding negligence would be Exhibit A from the patient's family in suing the department that employs the investigator? Perhaps. Yep, no conflict of interest there. And certainly, no justice for the patient who died in the state hospital's care. Let's talk about that patient death. Here's what happened, again, according to Seaborn Larson.
0: Quote, a probe of the patient's death in August found the person in the hospital's geriatric wing had come to staff on August 13th and told them she was unable to catch her breath. According to the survey, staff told her to return to your room and stop being so dramatic. The patient was found dead in her room 45 minutes later. The 19-page survey states, quote, we were very short staff that day a staff member told inspectors, end quote.
1: So CMS gives DPHHS a pass on the department's own survey of itself where a patient died and another patient fell 113 times in two months. And here, here's what CMS tells the hospital administrator in giving them a pass.
0: Quote, November 9th, 2021, dear administrator, We are pleased to inform you that as a result of the substantial allegation survey conducted by the Montana Department of Public Health and Health Services Quality Assurance Division, Montana State Hospital was found to be in compliance with the selected Medicare conditions of participation, which were reviewed as a result of the substantial allegation. The Montana Department of Public Health and Health Services Quality Assurance Division Certification Bureau cited four deficiencies at the standard level. Since Montana State Hospital has been found in compliance with the Medicaid conditions of participation for hospitals, submission of a plan for correcting the deficiencies is not required, end quote.
1: So despite all of the evidence to the contrary, CMS says, hey, uh, nothing to see here. Dead patient, patient who falls 113 times with no help, and a report that shows deficiencies, but uh, pff, yeah, they're not that bad. I mean, every Montanan should be relieved that we fund, with our taxpayer dollars, a state Quality Assurance Division that when confronted with a patient death and multiple violations of the hospital's own policies, well, heck, the Quality Assurance Division will neither assure the quality of the services rendered, nor will it tell on itself. Isn't that awesome? If I wasn't so mad, I'd cry. Our state government is a disaster. Our disastrous state government is only, though, outdone by the federal government's CMS division that is supposed to ensure that the care in our hospital meets its standards. And does it? Nope. So the fox guards the henhouse, sends the report to CMS, who is supposed to ride herd over the fox, and instead CMS gives the hospital a second pass. Don't you just love government? And in particular, the layers of government whose sole purpose is to ensure the, quote, quality of care in our healthcare system, yet they just take those tax dollars and never actually do their job. So we fund layers of bureaucracy to ensure oversight and judicious use of taxpayer dollars, only to learn that between the state and federal government, no one is minding the store. No one. And our kids and vulnerable adults are hung out to dry while these government agencies sit collecting salaries and pensions on our dime. Do you wonder why conservative Republicans don't look to government for answers and why expanding government is a terrible idea, as it's been shown time and time again that government fails to fix pretty much any problem in America? But I digress. You know who notices that CMS did a horseshit job here in the face of overwhelming evidence of a problem? The press. Thank God. Because the press says, whoa, this is wackadoo. A, the department surveyed itself and found deficiencies and then never determined whether a patient death could have been prevented. And B, when CMS learns this, they just give the department a pass? So the press did what the press should do and questioned CMS on why it chose to approve the September inspection and issue no findings or requirements for remediation. While apparently somebody at CMS was quick to respond with some more bullshit muckety muck.
0: Quote, CMS holds patient safety and access to quality care as top priorities, a spokesperson said. CMS is reviewing the survey findings and will follow up with the state survey agency
1: and hospital to discuss those items, end quote. So it took the press to tell CMS, before you went around approving what the state had done, would you mind looking at the survey itself? And so after CMS approves the state survey, then it says, hey, we'll take a look at that state survey. Does that even make any sense? That's an admission they never bothered to look at it to begin with. What a crock of shit. And of course, the spokesperson did not identify what the quote further review would entail and did not respond to an email with follow up questions from the press. So then, now under heat from the Montana State News Bureau, CMS sends out its own surveyors in February. And wouldn't you know it? Turns out it's an absolute shit show at the state hospital. And CMS finally does something about it, even though it just issues a warning of immediate jeopardy. It took six months for CMS to issue a freaking warning. That's responsive government, isn't it? And you would think that since the state knew there were problems way back in September, the Department of Public Health and Human Services would have reacted to the survey like the House was on fire. Did they? Nope. And this is consistent with how DPHHS responds when it knows the house is on fire. It simply does nothing. Maybe waters the garden. In 2017, do you remember when the defunding occurred? Yeah. In 2017, the same thing happened. CMS placed the state hospital on immediate jeopardy status. And what were those deficiencies blamed on? Mm. This should sound familiar. Short staffing in the hospital's physical environment. And what does the legislature do about the report from September before this February immediate Jeopardy warning? Wow, they really did a lot of talking. No action, but a lot of talk. And they heard from staff at the hospital in a very public way at a very public meeting and family members of patients who detailed how horrible it is there. And what did the legislative committee do in response that's responsible for oversight of the hospital? The same thing they've done in response to four audit reports telling them Child and Family Services is in a shambles. What's that, folks? Oh, yeah, they did nothing. But they are very disappointed. According to KXLF reporting, quote, State Senator Mark Sweeney says
0: that news of the designation is disheartening as he has been trying to bring attention to the issue for months. Very, very discouraging to think. That writing was on the wall, that it was heading this way, and so it's a big disappointment, said Sweeney. In January, the Children, Families, Health, and Human Services Committee listened to former and current nurses, staff members, and leaders about the issues plaguing the Montana State Hospital. There was no sense of leadership, no foundation for working for the common goods, and hundreds of loyal staff had resigned as a result of the punitive authoritarian rule of the current leadership— said Hope Hollingsworth, a former employee of the hospital. Sweeney says that the administration needs to focus all its efforts on getting the hospital back to where it needs to be. I think that's through bold decisions on management changes. It's not rocket science. It's one hospital that they need to make sure patients get the care that they are promised, said Sweeney,
1: end quote. And he's right. It's not rocket science. But just like with Child and Family Services and Montana's foster care system, despite repeated warnings, cries for help, and open criticism of the division, no one at DPHHS is minding the store. And the legislature seems too focused on bullshit issues like public service commission maps and faux election integrity issues to care about what's actually happening to Montana's most vulnerable, our kids and those who suffer debilitating mental health issues. So while Derek Skees parades around a PSC map that he failed to fix when the legislature was actually in session, and while Nutters, Manzella, and Sheeta bark about a feigned election integrity crisis, you know, despite the fact that Republicans won by over 16 points in the last election, the Department of Health and Human Services, with its foster care and state hospital divisions, are left a dumpster fire. Nobody is minding the store. 40% 40% of staff positions at the state hospital are still vacant. Yet Derek Skies, Teresa Manzella, and Brad Sheeta, the three stooges, want to spend 250000 taxpayer dollars on an election integrity investigative committee in a state where election integrity is a non-issue. Do you think that a quarter of a million dollars might have had a better home Funding staff at the state hospital or reducing turnover in the child and family services division? I mean, what's more important, folks, our kids and most vulnerable adults or removing absentee voting and returning to hand-counted paper ballots? Because the Three Stooges, Skis, Manzella, and Sheeta, well, they have prioritized returning us to voting as it was done when we traveled by wagon train over Montana's kids and vulnerable adults. I guess our kids and vulnerable adults just aren't as politically popular as Derek Ski's desire for a government job because he has no other job. Same with Manzella and Sheeta, who are desperately trying to create an issue of election integrity where it doesn't exist. But man, those political talking points might get Ski's, Manzella, and Sheeta what they desperately desire one, to be relevant, and two, to have government-funded full-time jobs forever and ever, amen. Since the Three Stooges specialize in pissing away Montana taxpayer dollars and suck up all the oxygen in the room over their pet projects, Montana, well, we're left to look to the department for answers. But that's a lost cause. Despite the fact that now that federal funding for the state hospital is in jeopardy, The department is promising us that they are, quote, proactively working toward corrective action. That's a lie. No, they aren't. They haven't been proactive about anything. They knew in September the hospital was in crisis, and they did nothing. Nothing but issue a request for proposal to the public, seeking someone, please somebody, take over management of the state hospital wow, that's really being proactive. We don't know how to manage our own state hospitals, so we need an out-of-state manager to do something. So the solution was spend more money on management. Is that what Montanans do in crisis situations? Hell no. You can change management all you want, but that won't help the crisis-level staffing problem you have right now, today. You can't just turf the issue to a new management company. Get in there, get your elbows dirty, and do the work, just like every other Montanan has to do when we find ourselves in a crisis situation. The governor and his department head, Adam Meyer, should be setting their candy asses down in that hospital every damn day until the problems are resolved. They should spend the night there to see what everyday Montanans in crisis get to experience. The Three Stooges should join them as should every member of the committee charged with oversight of the department. But they won't. Malpractice. Incompetence. Our state is failing us. And the only bright spot? Well, that's the most disappointing lesson we're taught as Montanans and conservatives. If nothing has made it clear that we can't rely on government to fix our problems, it's the House of Flame. In the largest State Department in Montana. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today, and we'll
0: see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, MontanaValuesPodcast.com, locating the sponsor page, and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us, our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.